Welcome to the CEO Only podcast produced by Association Forum. I'm Michelle Mason, President and CEO. Today's guest is Stephanie Lise Emmerich. Stephanie speaks and consults on the customer experience and about those who create that experience. Inspired by her grandfather's ideals at his Disney World area hotel, Stephanie's own customer service journey began at Chicago's Drake Hotel, including her college internship, Associations then and now play a large part in understanding how individuals and groups evolve. From meeting planner to concierge to Kendall College professor, each role completes the picture. Stephanie founded Service Speak Solution, Solutions, where her signature Be My Guest mantra motivates and structures organizations to shift from transactional to an experiential culture. As founding president of the National Customer Service Association of Chicagoland, every day centers on high-touch interactions and an indelible imprint made in the customer journey. Welcome, Stephanie. Michelle, thank you. Greetings. Well, we're excited that you're here with us today, and we are really enthusiastic to learn more about your view of customer service and the impact and importance to associations. Tell us about your experience, Stephanie. Well, from day one, Michelle, it just seemed really obvious to me that what we have inside each of us is a gift, and that gift we can rely upon if we are recognized for our service values, then everything that we connect with, whether it's our brain power, the way we are organized, how we contribute as executive leadership, all things point to customer service and the service experience, the way we relate to each other. Uh, It's definitely become more apparent as a leader in the association world these last several years that it's my father actually gave me some sound advice as I went off to college and it seemed like a while ago but it rings true it's not who you know it's who knows you and that indelible imprint that is just so within reach is the way we serve each other and I think that can be a trademark and a brand for each of us if we remember how valuable it is. Great. Stephanie, you mentioned uh, recognized for service values. Talk to us more about what that means uh, to an association. So we get so caught up, I know, in our bylaws and the uh, Commission on Higher Learning and how we credit sort of the points of light and our KPIs, key performance indicators, and all the things that make us great, that look out at our membership and our board of directors and says, this is where we have succeeded. Where do we go from here? Often in all of that success and in the mantra of positivity, we forget there's a person and a, and a labor force that is behind that that is genuine and has an opportunity to be further successful if they remember the why, how they got to their job. It wasn't because of what they knew or how they went about, but it was the way that they approached, whether it's a subtle thank you note, the message of the email response, or even how an interviewee fills out her 
application and the timeliness, all of that is as a baseline of the customer experience. Fantastic, Stephanie. That's really helpful. Uh, Stephanie, is there um, a prevailing definition of customer service that associations need to be mindful of, especially in today's environment? Excellent idea. Well, it would be lovely if we all could remember this around the clock. And while there isn't a Ten Commandments or something that's formal, I think finally customer experiences and customer service are being revered as the go-to opportunity, the possibility of uplifting and changing the culture of your, your team and also how much we can get from each experience from our members, either monetarily or by them renewing their membership or their, their ask for sponsorships and how we lead within each organization. And so the current model is that all businesses are service businesses. Every single association by nature of how we are structured is at the core of every service operation. To me, that ideal is if we can just sit here and think about that. But for me, it's more how we put into practice. How are our colleagues, our mentors, and our friends upholding those ideals so that they matter? Are they tied to measurable goals at the, not only the end of the year, but going every month? How are our one-on-one -on -one conversations in the hallway, the language that we use in our emails, the excellence that we uphold the same way we think about how we're organizing a ballroom gala at the end of a three-day conference. It all looks beautiful, but what is the underlying theme? And so our recommendation is to have a service statement be part of the mission, not only a vision statement. We're great at authoring those, and those are well regarded and hold the banner high. They're wonderful to put on websites, and we can hold each other true to that. But what about a strategic plan that augments the idea of a service statement, a customer experience statement, more importantly, having all employees and our constituents that we serve accountable to fortify that message. Does well, that make I'll, sense yeah. in today's environment? I, I like the idea of a service statement. That's the first that I've heard of it, and I think it's something that our audience certainly should ponder as they seek to be um, more competitive, actually, if you will, uh, through service. And which leads me to my, my next question, in that you're known for saying service is today's uh, number one business advantage. Understanding and fully embracing the significance of a service culture can be a turning point in ROI and in company longevity, which is a pretty powerful statement, Stephanie. Uh, help us to understand who owns service within an association, customer service. Who owns it? Does it start with the leadership? Is it top down, bottom up? Where, where should an association start with understanding it? In the perfect utopic world, Michelle, it would be fantastic if it was viewed across and full ownership by everyone, meaning everyone, not only those we serve, but internally, because I really feel like the core of an apple, for instance, 
uh, it really matters that is the full product through the whole system. If leadership decides about a service statement and that service is their number one business advantage, that's fantastic. But how do we get everybody to buy in? We ask them what's important to them. My last customer, we decided to go on a field trip. And in that field trip, it wasn't our ideas. We went to a name brand, I'll leave that off conversation, uh, where everybody got to rate their experience and how they felt, not what they saw or what they did, but how they felt from the minute they revered the website, they reviewed the mission statement of the organization. We physically went on site and it was the enormity of that impact of how people felt. Then they were energized and they could see how service would become their brand. So marketing gets involved. Marketing and the social media team and the image and strategy focused individuals in the organization. And for my expertise and experience, it seems like those are all the stakeholders, mm -hmm. the board of directors, and an intern who's just with you for two to three months. God, what an untapped resource because they bring you from the outside in. How does that indelible nature of how we are remembered after the experience, not just before and during, but what are the lingering effects of that experience? Mm -hmm. And we're quick to consider a sponsor for, you know, please, please give us a funds to sponsor our golf outing next spring. Sounds good to me right now, actually. But or take out an ad in our program book. Those are wonderful ways to reach bottom line. But to actually be strategic in our branding and our image strategy of the service experience, that to me is today's business number one advantage. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Stephanie, you really touched on quite a few points, but there's a word that you mentioned um, as you were describing ownership, um, it being everyone's job, responsibility, if you will, and, and that word, word is system, because we often here at Forum refer to our organization as a system that's comprised of interconnected components, right? So you can't disassociate that. It requires all stakeholders in the system to be involved. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, that's great. Sophie, what are some of the best practices you've seen in the industry? So to follow up on the Be My Guest opportunity, again, the field trip idea, I, I, I can take credit maybe locally for inventing it, but actually putting it into practice. And I recommend that everybody get out of their business physically and spiritually for whatever time period is allowed. No one has any extra time these days, but the value of going outside of the physical environment, the bricks and sticks, and going out and feeling how that, I keep going to that, how it feels to be outside of your environment, and what are the touch points that people feel good, the moments of truth when you get to the airport, for instance, and you feel that every customer, every other passenger is is impacting your your travels. And it's not unlike that if we're going to the local coffee shop or just picking up a magazine or wherever our road is. Another best practice is to really evaluate 
how do we look and sound on our website? A best practice recently was an organization that was served 30,000 locally. And I observed their website first before getting involved with the organization. They serve over 42% of their base is in the Hispanic community. And I had to ask the hard question of the executive director, Spanish, where is the Spanish language on your website? If, if you're serving a population that's 42% Hispanic, could we at least add the language so that there is an opportunity for a greater welcome? Many of those participants speak English and Spanish, but why not offer? That to me is the baseline of hospitality and the customer experience, meeting them where they are. Hmm. And those are at least two best practices that immediately spring to mind. Wonderful. Thank you, Stephanie. And, you know, in understanding some of the effective best practices from others is really helpful in um, assisting an organization with how to get started, you know, understanding who's been there, done that. So can you, do you have any pointers for an organization um, that's looking to create more meaningful experiences? Because we are now living in an experience economy and we know the work of Joseph Pine from 1998, who he coined the term the experience economy, where we talk about, where he talks about uh, the importance for businesses, um, associations, we can say, uh, to orchestrate memorable moments for their customers, in our case, member, members, right? And that memory itself becomes the product, the actual experience. Can you? help an organization that's trying to wrap its arms around the concept of customer experience? Can you help it to understand a, a few first steps? Absolutely. So at least in the service speaks world, uh, the Joseph Pine, when I, I learned that baking a cake in a fast paced world was actually a luxury, got me off the hook from cooking every day, but it also <laughs> Reminded me that when we put our when we put our mitts on the ground, when we put our arms around something, that it can become memorable. We have never been at a greater time where making the connection of our to our guests and those we serve and our customers through social media. Mm-hmm. And as an advocate of vivid pictures and of storytelling, our membership in the association world tells us every day what is important to them. When you look to see that they're going to your conference, automatically they're on an airplane. They've checked in, quote unquote, on Facebook, LinkedIn. They're telling us where they're going and what they're going to, why they're going, what they're going to experience. And once they get there, all the social media opportunities, if we look at the language that they are using, and the photos that they are taking, mm-hmm. and the expressions. And when someone says like, they of course are appreciating the person who's sending the message, but they are also giving us clues that marketing, to me that's marketing mm-hmm. 101, gets to see what did they like? What did they experience? What should we redo? What can we leave out? And more importantly, who are they gonna give that message to? Mm-hmm. And who is listening? So from that opportunity to develop memorable moments and the wow experience, we get the clues every day 
from those who are giving us those messages. And if we're open, approachable, and are able to listen, the question is, are we really, really listening? Or do we just have a message that we think we're putting out there and we hope that they like, mm-hmm. literally like in the Facebook world, but also uh, the pictures that they're posting and the customer service versus customer experience? What are they telling us? And the question mark at the end of that. <laughs> what are they, right. What are they telling us? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Stephanie, how can we monetize service, customer service? So an organization is really doing it well. It's a competitive advantage and creating connections and measurable results. Can it be monetized? I think anything can be monetized. <laughs> I like as, that. As I do. I, you know, I'm an advocate for businesses staying in business. Mm-hmm. I'm never afraid to ask. I think with you know sort of being in the in the business for so long and of hospitality i think we are sometimes shy to ask for the upgrade i believe in show them don't tell them i believe Mm. that in the customer experience we have more vehicles now than we ever have through certifications there's one that's the certified guest experience and if we can just remember that authenticity delight, deliver, and empathy, which are part of that critical path in that particular uh, certification, that that through your own system, Michelle, that you've developed and are continuing after 100 years of association forum, that I believe our membership, again, is telling us what they need and what they want. But also, we still can be the leader and try to show them how to upsell. Instead of being shy, for instance, you check into a hotel. When was the last time that someone said and showed you a picture of what the suite looked like? You, as a uh, well-to-do, well-heeled business professional, I would be the first one to leap across the desk and say, Ms. Mason, do you envision yourself in this suite for your next business meeting? Mm. And look at the desk and look at the functioning Wi-Fi and all the things mm-hmm. that you as a CEO need. And for all the CEOs that are listening, are we leaving money on the table when we clearly have not asked them for all of their business? So upselling in the customer experience. The last 10 times I've gone out for dinner, neither, uh, pardon me, at none of the 10 servers, because I've been watching, asked my family, have asked me if I wanted dessert, have shown me what the dessert looks like. Dessert is 25% of the money that's left off the reservation uh, at the restaurant. They should be talking to me about that while I'm making the reservation. Mm -hmm. When you come in, did you know that this particular pie is available throughout the month of November? So again, back to communication, what is it that we're leaving out? What have Mm -hmm. we seen on social media that we could find out? What have we not surveyed our membership about? that we could be upselling and to really make the customer feel listened to when it's delivered authentically, not come on, I want to sell you something more of an invitation. Mm-hmm. I like that, Stephanie. I like the concept of an invitation um, and authenticity because it is an invitation to be a part of something uh, larger, I would say. Well, fa- fantastic. Stephanie, I've really enjoyed our time today. And, you know, it's with the, with all podcasts, I'd like to ask, are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our audience today? Keep in mind that every 
word, every sentence, and eventually every conversation leads to an opportunity. Mm. That opportunity in service is to move a culture from purely a transaction-oriented one, saying, here you go, here's your coffee, versus enjoy your pumpkin spice latte, really making it that invitation, moving your culture from transactional to a purely wow customer experience. Wonderful, Stephanie. I really think that's a great way to conclude today's conversation from transaction to joy. I like that. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your insights with us around customer service. It's very key to who we are and what we do as associations as we seek to create meaningful experiences for our members. And it's reassuring to know that we have an organization like yours that is trying to help us understand uh, just how to go about doing that. Um, and that would be through the National Customer Service Association here in Chicagoland. I'd like to uh, thank our guests uh, for listening today. And until next time, I'm Michelle Mason.